Hello everybody and welcome to the Words Over Whiskey podcast episode 8. Is it 8 now? I believe so, yes. Yes, wow. episode 8. I'm pretty sure this is like a re- repeat of a previous podcast where you said, is it episode so-and-so now? And we're okay, like, wow. okay. All right. <laughs> uh, uh, aside from feeling slightly attacked, yes, I am a creature of habit. I will probably say the same stuff. Next week I'll probably say, is it really nine already? And you, I, I, I will get very boring and old very quickly. How time flies. <laughs> anyway, shall we move on to the whiskey to begin this episode? We should, but first we should definitely say what we're going to talk about and the high spoiler content that this whole episode is going to contain. So this episode we are going to be discussing The Last of Us 2, which we briefly touched upon the previous episode just before it came out. Uh, The game has now been out for about two weeks, I think. Yeah, something um, like that. We've both played it and we've both finished it and we both have some thoughts to share on it. We'll start with a spoiler-free discussion just to give our impressions Uh, without giving too much away and then we will head into spoiler territory if you only want to hear the non-spoilery bit i will be including like timestamps in the description of the podcast so have a look there for the different timings of discussions but before we move on to discussing the last of us tom would you like to introduce this whiskey i would love to henry would be my pleasure this week we and henry are having one of our favorite whiskies of all time i think i speak for both of us when i say that um, yep. We are having Tullamore Dew, which is an Irish whiskey, um, which is very affordable and is absolutely brilliant. We, I think when I first started drinking whiskey, this is one of the ones that you recommended to, to begin with, wasn't it, Henry? Yes, this is one of my top most recommended whiskies because I think it's a perfect whiskey. It's a perfect introductory whiskey because like you said, it's quite affordable it's not massively expensive, but it's it's very nice. It's very flavoursome. It's not. It's very um, smooth. It's not going to blow your head smooth. off. It's not like going to be such a strange taste. It's 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 just really enjoyable, actually. Yes, it's a it's a nice enjoyable whiskey to introduce people to whiskey. I find it's always like my top recommendation. Like someone's like, oh, I'm not sure about whiskey. I'd be like, try this one. It's a really nice introduction. And it's just—it's really affordable. I mean, on Amazon, free delivery next day, less than twenty quid for a whiskey for this amount of whiskey. That's this quality. That's actually a really good deal. Yeah, I actually, um, one time I was when I was in Ireland, I actually went to their distillery, which is how I actually found out about it. Ah, actually no, actually no, I, I'd, I'd, um, I'd actually tried it before going to the distillery, and uh, when I was out in Ireland, I went went to it, and it was it was really good. I got to try some of. Uh, the other ones they offer, like there was one that was exclusive to the distillery that you could only get there. Oh, and that was that was really nice. Yeah, I can imagine. Um, I I imagine this Tullamore Dew is quite is very popular in Ireland. I was reading the book in the Iron Druid uh, series. I think I spoke about in a previous episode, and there's a character in that who is Iris, and to show that she's Iris. Um, she drinks a lot of whiskey, and the whiskey she drinks is Tullamore Dew. It was referenced in this book. You're like, I know that reference. Yeah, I get, I, it. <laughs> I get really excited when I know references in books. I get really excited. Like, they make a film reference. I'm like, I've seen that! To be honest, you can really smell smell this whiskey. But as, um, just now, I poured myself some. And even from where I'm sitting to where I opened the bottle, I could smell it instantly. Mm. It's a really nice, sweet smell. Which, I I, which I'm also really happy about because loss of your sense of smell is apparently a symptom 
of this virus is going around. So the fact that I can smell this whiskey is excellent news because I do not have it. I really, I really like it. It's a nice sort of sweet, um, slightly yeah. fruity, fruity smell. Yeah, no, I'll second that. Right, on to the taste test. I'm getting wood overtones. Nah, nah, okay, I'm not. It just goes down so easily. Yeah, it goes down so easily. Mm, It's sort of, um, there's like a little, little hint of woodiness with a a nice sweetness that kind of lingers on the tongue. Good bit of sweetness, very smooth. I want to say almost a little bit smoky and a bit of smokiness in there somewhere, I think. Yeah, so I think, um, it says, it says on the bottle here that it's, Triple blended to produce a balance of flavour. Uh, and it sort of says it's a lovely mix of fruit, vanilla sweet and gentle spice notes. Which I think I can actually, yes. It's nice sort of, sort of yeah, get that vanilla-y and fruity taste. And then there's sort of a tiny bit of spice and then like a nice sweetness that sort of lingers on the tongue for a little bit. But yeah, this is, this is one of my all-time favourites, I think. I think this, I think this is going to return to the podcast soon. Henry, I, I think I think, we'll, I think we'll, we'll have to get one of their other ones because this is their. Um, I think this is their original ordinary. Yeah, their triple distilled one. I think they've got a few others which we've never actually tried. This we'll have to we'll try some more. To, but this is definitely going to be a Jew. recurring guest. In fact, Tullamore, a bottle of Tullamore Jew might be our third co-host. <laughs> <laughs> it just sits there. <laughs> it just sits there, getting slowly emptier. <laughs> Anyway, let's move on to the topic of today's podcast, which is The Last of Us 2. Now, let's start. Now, this game has actually been really divisive. It's been very controversial. It's been very yes. controversial. Um, so, but, but, but gonna... I don't know if we can actually discuss the controversy without spoilers. So, shall we let, say let... our overall opinion of the games first? And then yeah, I was going to say, let's go through, let's do a non-spoiler sort of review of what we thought of it, and then we'll delve into the spoilers and we can kind of cover a bit of the controversy. So, Tom, what did you think of the game? Just straight up. Straight up, it was not as good as the first one by any long stretch. That being said, I really enjoyed it. Um, I sank, I think I think 27 hours it took me to, com- to get through the whole story. Um, and I just shot through that. I didn't even notice the time had gone. Um, I, I, think... I, I was surprised because you got the game just a little bit after me, but you finished it before me. Yeah, yeah. No, um, I think I devoted my time <laughs> to getting through this game. Um, I think it was you who said to me that it was like a, a really good book that you just can't put down. Mm. And I, 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 no, agree, no... I, I really agree with that. It, it was a case of I want to get home and find out what happens next on this game. Yeah, there were certain moments in the story that happened where it's like, I can't, I can't. There, there were bits <laughs> where I, I was, I was about to put it down, and then something would happen. I'm like, okay, I've, I've just got to play the next bit. I've just got to play the next bit to find out what happens. There, there, it, and it is like that. It's where you get engrossed in a good book or a good TV program. You're like, oh, I've got just one more page or one more episode to find out what happens. Mm-hmm. And I agree. I know there's been like mixed opinions on the story. Some people love it. Some people don't love it. I quite enjoyed it. I, I didn't I actually... enjoy it as much as the first Last, Last of Us game. But I'm so... I feel for Ellie, the main character, so much now that I I will see it through to the end. I will be there for her until the end. God, 
I know her character really well now. I really like her character. Um, so it doesn't actually matter to me. I mean, the story could have been better in many places, yeah. But I'm still going to go through it because I care about these characters now. I I, I came away from the um, game thinking, I am I am glad I played it. I did enjoy it. There were... I'll go in when we get into the spoilery bit. I'll, I'll discuss some of the bits where I'm a bit um, hesitant on certain bits, but for the most part, I actually quite enjoyed it. The the story had it it kept me kind of hooked in a way, kept me going. Gameplay, the tension, the tension of the, the gameplay. Okay, yes. You could feel that so much. Like, yeah, one hundred percent. Sections and the bits when you had to get into combat, and it, it just it's so brutal. It is very raw. Very raw yes. and visceral, and yeah, if I even said that right with my weird speech impediment. Although I'm really glad you brought gameplay up, because I wanted to talk about the graphics for a second. When you first look at it, the graphics are amazing, and if I had a more expensive TV, it would probably be so immersive that I'd probably forget that I'm playing the game and not watching the film or something. Yeah, like the, the cutscenes and stuff. I was like, this this could be a movie. This and could the, be from a the movie. character expressions. Like, um, if you're fighting, when you're fighting actual people and not the infected, they they actually, they actually look shocked when someone next to them, you blow off the head or something. Um, and I really liked how in the game, they actually gave every individual enemy you fight a name or randomized names, maybe. So when you kill someone, their allies go, no, Bob, or no, <laughs> Jeremy, or, no, Janet. So like, it actually feels like you've killed someone and not just some nameless video game enemy. Which yeah. I really like that, but the the graphics on first view they are amazing. But I actually noticed some problems. Like that every now I... and then I would pick up a, a letter because you find these um, artifacts like journal entries and things all throughout the game. Like I pick one up and it would just be a blur, and it actually takes a few seconds to for it to render. And the... oh yeah, that did happen to me a couple of times. Yeah. Or um, I'll be walking down the street and there'll be a road sign next to me. And that would, and even though I'm actually really close to it, that would take too long to render. And for a second, it's a blurry mess. That's broke my immersion. And then there was another bit. Um, I don't know if anyone else noticed this, but I, I'm in this ruined city, and uh, I see a paper bag flying through the air, which has been brought, been you know, it's flying through the air in the wind. And it's actually really well rendered. It's really amazing graphics. It looks really realistic. I'm like, that looks amazing. And then I realised that none of the plants or trees around me, Ellie's hair and clothes, they're not being moved by the wind. So it's <laughs> ten just out, this... <laughs> ten out of ten for paper bags. Yeah, ten out of ten for paper bags, but nothing else. So it's just this really eerie, creepy bag flying through the air. I'm like, oh my god, what is this? Invisible infected there or something carrying that bag? It was a little bit immersion breaking. I, I do want to say. <laughs> that is a big thing for you that you always bring up. Oh, it's really immersion break. Really I like immersion. my immersion, all right? I want to forget yeah. about my real world problems for a bit. That's the point of me playing it. Talk, funnily enough, though, talking of immersion breaking, there was one bit I found with the combat, and it's where you have to scavenge for ammo and stuff. And you're, you've just been shot at by a bunch of enemies, and you'll go. I understand, like, the premise of the game is like resources are scarce and everything mm-hmm. and it's difficult to come by but you've just taken out like five enemies who've been shooting at you and ellie will go around picking up like one or two bullets some of them will have had better guns than she did she just leaves them lying there um and they were just shooting at you and then suddenly these guns haven't got any ammo at all and just and like uh, the people yeah. the, wait the people the people weren't carrying any extra ammo on them they weren't carrying any spare rounds or magazines and i'm just like <laughs> also not not all bullets 
are compatible with all guns? Are you saying that every single one of these bad guys just so happens to be carrying ammunition that Ellie can use? The thing is, she could pick up their gun, take the spare magazines they have, and hey, she's got a better gun. Exactly. Than the bolt-action yeah. rifle, which we get stuck with. Yeah, because they, they, you fight guys who have semi-automatics, and you've got this bolt-action. Yeah, which, unless, until you upgrade it, seems to take forever to reload. Go, going back to uh, the graphics for a second... Just like you said, the p- amount of detail on certain things, like uh, when you're at the workbenches and you're upgrading your weapons, just the oh yes, he literally does put on the like the um, the oil and like gets every single different tool you can imagine out. Yeah, and just the level of detail on the um, weapons, and and even just like when you you pick up the weapons and and inspect them and you see Ellie's hand, just the the amount of detail on the, like her hand is amazing as well. Just I'd like I'd like to point out at one point I'm uh, I'm I'm as Ellie I climb on top of um, this truck and I'm standing there looking at Ellie and her character without any prompt from me just reaches up and brushes some of her hair off of her face from where some hair's fallen onto it and just brushes it back into place with the rest of her hair which is a complete mm-hmm. random thing which I just thought the detail in that. Like that someone's actually spent however long it takes to program the game to program Ellie at random points to move her hair back into shape. Or like um, in another scene, a flashback scene, you jump into some water. When you climb out the water, she smooths her hair back yeah. out of her eyes. And it, the level of detail on the character models is amazing. Yeah, and there's there's other like little details I noticed as I was playing the game. It's just like, they didn't have to include that. But it was amazing. Like one of them was like when you've got your shotgun and you reload it, and she cocks it. You can hear the cartridge roll away. You can hear the empty cartridge pop out the gun and roll away. And then there's another yeah. one which um, it I don't think it's a spoiler. But there's like a guitar mini game mm. where you get to play the guitar um, and use the 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 D pad on the controller to do it, or the little motion pad, um, and like you, you run your finger down it to play the guitar. And um, something I noticed is if you if you do it in the opposite direction, as if you were strumming up the guitar, it actually sounds different. And as someone, or who, even who's... if you play the wrong notes, you actually play those notes. Yeah, but it's it's like um, as someone who uh, I used to play the guitar, and as you strum the guitar, you tend to strum down. But if you strum upwards, it sounds different. And in the game, as I was just messing around with playing the guitar, I noticed that they that if you strum it one way and then strum it the other way. They sound different. And again, that's just another little detail that they didn't necessarily have to include. But they did. And I, I just noticed that. And I was just like, ah, oh, that's that's just beautiful attention to detail. <laughs> the attention yeah. to detail was mad. Yeah. Um, I think, again, another thing I can say without being spoiled. The music, again, fantastic. They brought, yes. I think Very they brought atmospheric. They brought back the um, the guy who did the music in the first game. I think his name. Uh, I think I've got it here. Gustavo Santiola. Santi. I'm going to butcher his surname. Santiola. <laughs> Santiola. Did they actually render him in the game? Because one of the extras is you can steal the character models. There's a character model of someone called Gustavo, who I think he's in um, the first town that you're that you started. Yes. Yes, that, they that, did. That, I was listening to him. another podcast, and that that is him. Apparently, they uh, they put him in the game. It's like a little tribute. That's yeah. that, that's um, amazing. I love that. Yeah, I think final final thing for me, uh, wrapping up kind of like the, the non spoilery bit is the 
the actors' performance were all fantastic. I thought they were great. Yes, they were all good. And I've actually got a better appreciation for, like, Southern American redneck um, <laughs> accents. Like, normally when you hear when I hear that, I just get so annoyed. But listening to Joel and Tommy, I'm okay with it. Their voices are good. <laughs> um, I, w- I will... I will say one thing um, about the performances as well. Since the game game has come out, I know a lot of people. Some a lot of people were upset with the game. Some people didn't enjoy it. But one thing that is should not be happening, and one thing that is wrong, is for people to be so upset with certain characters that they are, and the di- and directors and people who made this game that they are sending them death threats. Okay, then that that's is completely not right. wrong. That is completely wrong. That's an absolute overreaction. It's 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 a game. These characters are they're just characters in the games. Well, well, well this separate. is their creative vision, and they have every right to take that creative vision where they want to go. And if this is what they want to explore, this is how everything has developed. Then that's fine. Yeah, you're it's, you're well within your right to not like the game, but yes. do not attack or send threats to people. Who are just doing their job? They are just playing a character. It's, they aren't that character. That's true. Uh, that, that's all I'm going to say on that. Because uh, I thought all the actors and everyone did a phenomenal job, and uh, it's just some crappy people in the community. Hopefully, it's only a few of them, but it, it's not right. But um, yes, I think for me that wraps up kind of my. I just wanted to free. have a, a quick moan before we get into the spoilers um trust me i have something else to moan about um when when you're playing the game um they've actually put in loads of different places to explore and at first i was really happy and after a while <laughs> i started to find get to, get to the point where i know this is not the right way that i'm supposed to go i know there's going to be loot at the end of this i know it's going to take me ages to sneak through this place but i'm going to do it anyway because i need the loot but I almost thought at times there was too much loot. Too much loot to go and get. Yeah, like in, the, in a couple of the open sections, you could mm. you could go into so many different houses. I don't know whether it was me, but sometimes I'd find there were certain bits of loot that I had loads of. Like, I'd have loads of tape and then scissors, and like I'd have too many to carry, and um, I just wouldn't be able to use them quite as frequently as I'd like. And then there were other resources I couldn't find nearly as much. I guess that's part of the game, is that some resources will be more scarce than others. Yeah. But there were at times where I just found an overabundance of one t- t- type of resource. Well, were you finding more of those resources, or were you just using more of the other resources so it seemed like you had less? Because... Well, I think it's because when you're playing as Ellie, she's got her knife, whereas in the first game you'd use like scissors and tape to create the shivs. Yeah. Um, to take out the clickers, whereas in this one she's got the knife she can use so therefore i think i was using it a bit less because they could only make other well the the shivs i think eddie's knife is much more effective than those shivs i think if i was going to it could could basically act as a backup uh melee weapon like if you didn't have a knife or an axe and also it 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 also functions as a multiple use sieve um like like a a never breaking shift so why no one in that universe the first thing they invest in is a knife. I don't know why they're all custom making their own yeah. blades. I don't understand. I did. I did really like that that they remembered from the first game. She's got the knife, and we could then go and use it. 
Mm, yeah, that's good. Um, have you anything else to say before we jump into spoilers? No, I almost gave away some spoilers, so I think we should jump in now. I was, before I, no, I was going to say, we, I, I think you, you've managed to avoid some stuff quite well there. Um, <laughs> right, so here's your warning. We're about to delve into spoilers. Yeah, you have been warned. We are going into heavy spoilers now. Joel dies. <laughs> <laughs> Just like drops that in there. I know. And so early. Okay. This is my first thing I'm going to say. I I figured that Joel would die. Well, before, before you continue, I need to remember something. Uh, as either you or someone else I'll discuss this with, when the trailer for The Last of Us 2 came out, um, everyone was thinking... Um, that the character who turned out to be Dina would be the one who died, and that Ellie would be getting revenge on them because that's the way the trailer was. It seemed yes, to, that, to present that was it. me. That, that was, was me. you. I saw, and I and I said, "Hang on, what if actually it's Joel who dies?" I think I think that I think that's that... the thing. That what what they did was they pulled what they pulled a Marvel on us where they changed something in the trailer to make us think that the story was something that was going to happen in the story. But it didn't, because then they, they then changed it. Like sometimes that's what Marvel do in their trailers; they'll show you a scene where you think something's going to happen, but then it's not actually in the movie. It's just simply for the trailer. Yeah. And they completely did a misdirection with us, where they changed the character model. They changed. They put but, Joel in for the trailer, and then they changed it to Jesse. Uh, Jesse in the game. That being said, I called it. You did. You did. So I'm really yes, proud of myself. I I thought. I thought it was going to be a revenge story where Ellie and Joel are in Jackson. Jackson then gets attacked and destroyed and uh, Ellie's girlfriend, Dina, gets killed. And then Ellie sets out on a revenge mission and then partway through the game... game, Joel meets up with her. Joel Joel catches up with her and then they do it together. Now, Henry, forgive me, but if that had been the game, I think I would have enjoyed it more. That's interesting because I... When when it happened, I was like, oh, damn, this game is not going quite how I expected. Mm. And then after finishing it, I am wondering what happens if it had gone like I expected. Would I have enjoyed it more? Would people who haven't enjoyed it, would they have enjoyed it more? Because what everyone loved from the first game is the relationship between Joel and Ellie and how mm. that developed and progressed. and in this game we don't have that as much no because joel gets killed so early on he gets killed within like the first two hours i think the reason the main reason i didn't enjoy this for anywhere near as much as i did the first game was the amount of time i had to spend playing as abby yeah that's that's something you did really well of avoiding <laughs> yeah <earlier on. laughs> yeah yeah i really wanted to say it um i someone said to me that they think abby is transgender i i don't think she is i think she's just a really buff woman. Um, no, she's 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 not. I think it's been established by like the directors and stuff that she is just. Thank you. Bit, uh, I've won an argument. Thank you very much. Anyway, yeah. um, and the she, fact she just works out a lot and she's yeah, very strong. I, I think I think uh, someone I know was calling her transgender because uh, he felt very insecure that she was more muscular than him. Anyway, um, I, I I did not have that problem. You, you'll have to, you have to tell me who that was after the podcast. I will. You know him. Um, Anyway, um, I've got nothing against her sexuality or the fact that he's a strong female role model, etc., etc. I just don't like her as a person. 
I think that's what's upset so many people is that she's the one who kills Joel. Yes, he is. And you, you have to halfway play her. through the game, you then have to play her. And not only that, you actually have to play as her fighting Ellie. And Ellie is the yeah. boss. We'll, 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 we'll get on to that <laughs> later on. We'll get on to that later. To be honest, I found it quite interesting to play as Abby and see how... Because the game's set in Seattle. Oh, yeah. Um, I, I enjoyed you, you... seeing how the wolves and the scars, how these other societies have grown up yes. and how they're surviving. I did find yeah. that interesting. But the actual Abby um, gameplay, Abby is a bit of an asshole, if I'm honest. I, I was with... Um, What's her name? Uh, Mel. When she says, you're a terrible person. I'm with her on that. I agree, actually. What I, what I found interesting with the Abby thing, because we the first half of the game we play through as Ellie, as she's going on this revenge mission, hunting down the um, WLF, the wolf, wolves, wolves, who were involved in killing Joel. And we, we see her going through that list of people, trying to find Abby, who's the one who killed Joel. But then you swap to Abby's story, and... Hers, it's not quite as interconnected to Ellie's story as I thought it might be. No, until I, kind of towards the end, it's kind of its own subplot where she finds these uh, two Scar kids, the Seraphites, and she gets involved with them and helping them, including the transgender character who has caused a lot of controversy. Apparently, some people hate Lev. Why? <laughs> I don't know. I didn't even realize. That Lev was a girl. I honestly thought for ages that it was actually a boy until... Um, it, it, it's never said... It's never quite said outright, but it's implied through the character conversations. And so yeah. you can work it out. But, but um, actually, for hours, I was like, oh, he's actually a boy. I, I, I didn't even realise he was the one they were hunting. I thought that, they got, that his sister was the one everyone was hunting for some reason. No, he, they were uh, hunting him because he shaved his head and that was against... And that, um, because he's uh, transgender, he was meant to have married like one of the Seraphite chieftains or something, but he didn't want to do that. Although so they ran be, away. To be honest, if you're basically been reduced to a hunter-gatherer society, because that's basically what they are now, and you only have a population of about a thousand, can you really afford to just outcast or execute someone because they saved their head? Can you really waste even a single person's worth of manpower? Especially if you're in a war with a enemy as powerful as the wolves. Can you and can you really waste a person? Can you really afford you, to lose? If you look at that, they're they're a religious cult who were going around executing and murdering people. So I don't. <laughs> <laughs> I think they're a bit beyond that. They've uh, gone well beyond that. And they're, they're a little bit crazy. All right, I don't fair think enough any talking reason or sense <laughs> to them but um they literally cut up their faces don't they yeah yeah um yeah i've, I've funnily enough i before this podcast i've i've written like two pages of notes on of my course you have some stuff what was it what was it we said before the podcast i've got pages and notes and you've got general general thoughts <laughs> yeah <laughs> i think that also shows our reaction to the game you've sat down and you've actually really thought about it and you've written about this game and i've just finished it and gone yeah that was good <laughs> so i'm gonna i'm gonna start with one of my positives here which is okay. the flashback like scenes oh i'm really glad you mentioned that abby's flashback scenes 
The whole time you play as Abby, almost all of it anyway, is one big flashback. And in that, you have other flashbacks. And in those flashbacks, you sometimes have another flashback. So I think there's one part of the game where you're in a flashback of a flashback of a flashback. This is really interesting that you're bringing up a lot of the points that I've seen online about people who didn't like the game. They said it felt disjointed because well, of those. Only the Abbey Sexons. The Eddie Sexons were great. It was the Abbey Sexons I have a problem with. What What I will say for the flashbacks in general for me is I, I agree that the Abbey ones did yeah you had flashbacks within flashbacks and it did get a bit well this is quite a lot of times but I think I actually found like the flashbacks were quite well placed for me because with the Ellie ones and with the Abbey ones often you'd have a flashback which explains be, something you just learned which would be right after like a really big combat encounter or after something big had happened, like something quite brutal or harsh. And a number of the times, both the Ellie ones and the Abbey ones were a bit, the flashbacks were of something a bit more lighthearted, which I found, which was quite a nice balance. It gave, gave kind of like a reprieve from the harshness and brutality of the last of us world it kind of gave you are, those lighter you are right. moments you are right and the game it's, like this needs it's lighter moments especially uh, the my favorite flashback scene was the dinosaur museum that was <laughs> that, that was, was so perfect. cute that was so that, cute yeah and yeah well like I, think, I said the ellie sections were great and the ellie flashbacks were great it's the abby ones that i take issue with can you give like any specific examples yeah, the one where she goes and visits Owen and Mel at Christmas time. That is, I can agree on that one. That that one, was unnecessary. That we didn't even need that. Th- that's that's the one of the few ones where it's like it it didn't really add too much. Mm. I, I the a couple of the other ones like where you see Ellie and Joel together at the dinosaur park. You see Abby when she's younger. You see Abby at the. Um, at the hospital with her dad. Yeah, okay, though, that's though, fair. those added something for me. I agree. The Christmas one, apart from like a trophy you could get for shooting the toy bow and arrow, that didn't really add a lot to me, for me. I know it's mm. kind of like adding a bit to the uh, Abby and Owen relationship, but <laughs> if I'm oh honest, yeah, we already Owen. knew what was going to happen to yeah. I hate um, Owen as well. Two we'll, times we'll on, again. Let's get let's get onto that a bit later. Cheating on your pregnant wife. <laughs> Go, going back to... Again, carrying on with the flashback discussion, but going back to the Ellie and Joel Dinosaur Park one. Okay. I'm so glad that they included these flashback scenes. Yeah, cause it's because part, it's, it's th- that emotion that makes these games. Yes. I'm so glad that we got to see some time of Ellie and Joel together because mm. I think if they, if they hadn't included that, I wouldn't. It it would have definitely brought down my opinion of the game. And um, I like the bit where you actually got to hunt infected with Joel again in one of the other flashbacks because he was so much more useful than any well, any other companion. <laughs> At one point, he single handedly takes down a bloater with his bare hands. Oh, sorry, he's got a machete. But like, <laughs> I was like, yes. Can I not like carry you around with me for all the other encounters? <laughs> it was so yeah. much more useful. And I, 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 I go on. I loved seeing. I loved seeing their relationship again. Yeah, I think that is one of the things that why so many people are upset. It's like we didn't get to see more of that. But uh, well, I, I do yeah. understand that um, 
games have to, well, stories have to progress and evolve and change. I do understand mm-hmm. that. And so, yeah. although I would have liked to see more of that relationship, I do understand it, that she's going to grow up and things are going to change. But I think um, a, a movie, funnily enough, uh, segueing into actually one of my negative points is talking about the great, seeing how great uh, Joel and Nelly's relationship was and how impactful that is to us as an audience. Going to one of my negatives is that I actually, the supporting cast of characters in this game, I never felt quite as close or connected to them as I did to no. Joel and Ellie. We barely saw Jesse. And then when he died, I was just like, oh, Oh, he's gone. Oh, okay. Like I, I, for me, there, there were there were a few moments in the game where I I had to pause it and just like process it. And like what one of those was uh, for Joel when he died. I well, think yeah. that is because he's such a big character. Yeah. But I did the same thing with Jesse's death. But after finishing the game and looking looking back on it, and when I was preparing these notes, I think. The, the Joel's one Joel's one was an emotional one because he was a character I knew a character I'd played played as in in the previous game and it was emotional because I'd seen one of a, a, as many people said a beloved character has just died but with the Jesse one what I what made me pause I think was just the sh- was the shock of it because it was just so yeah. quick. it just suddenly happened and I, I just had to take a moment to process it it's like whoa that because in the game if you just carry it it no one processes it. It's just it's just happened and it, the game yeah. carries on. But I had to take a moment to just uh, process it. Well, but... I, I didn't need to sit down and take a moment like you did, Henry. But I, 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 I was more like... Um, how do I describe it? It's, it's like um, we were both there and suddenly he was gone. And I was like, uh? Mm. Uh, back to the fight. Um, I, 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 I was just like, oh, he's there and oh, he's gone. Um, he, he, um, but that's part of the brutality of this world is the, yeah the like moment. someone can just be gone it is a bit anti- it was a bit anticlimactic i think is what yeah, i'm trying I think to say. it was i think it was played for shock value it did shock me but yeah there wasn't kind of i suppose it did shock me as well yeah but i don't think i, I think it would have been better if his character had been developed a bit more yeah that and that was the thing i found with with the Ellie's two friends, Dina and Jesse, you could get this sense that she she knew them and she was friends with them and everything. And there was a bit of character development, um, like with uh, Jesse. There's there's a, like, a, a as you're playing the games, you can have like conversation prompts where you press yeah, button and you hear yeah. a bit more conversation. There's one where Jesse's telling Ellie about a book that his but, mother uh, used funny to read when that. he was a kid. When I first played it through, I actually missed that. And when I replayed that scene today to get all the collectibles, I, I was able to hear that. So I'm actually, that's fresh in my mind. Um, I really yes. like that because the story actually really ties in with his character. I could definitely imagine yes. him as the character in that story. I re- that actually explains a hell of a lot. But it also yeah. it also makes him a bit simple. Like, it seemed to me he is trying to live his life like the story his mum used to tell him. And that's it. Nothing else. I... I, I did enjoy those little bit of world building and character building, but I didn't I didn't feel almost like there was enough of it for me really create a connection with the characters. Like uh, like uh, Ellie's Ellie and Dina's relationship. There were only a couple of moments where I was like, oh yeah, these guys are a couple. One of them's much later in the game where they're they're, they're doing they're kind of like messing around with each other and having a bit of fun. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, that's on the on the farm bit. I, I just yeah, I just couldn't build it up because i think that that's the thing we take again we're going from people who've played the previous game where we had 
13, 14, 15 hours with Ellie and Joel. And we actually watched their develop their Yeah, you watch their, their development. Whereas we're coming like halfway through these people's Well it's uh, it's not it's like, not even that. I mean um Dina and Ellie have their first kiss, right? And mm. two days later, Dina is leaving her home and family behind to go on what could very well be a suicide mission with Ellie, who she's known only she's known only for a couple of years, I think. But they've only been in a relationship for a few days. Yeah. But she's already willing to sacrifice her life and limb. And yeah. her baby, potentially. Yes. So that Ellie can get pregnant. revenge. Yeah. And then Jesse travels all the way after them, alone, risking himself even more. To catch up to them. And they, they could already be dead by the time he gets there. They could have already achieved everything by the time he gets there. They could yeah. man, they could turn back and they could miss each other and he could get all the way to Seattle and he's the only one there. Yeah. Yeah. So I did I did kind of like Dina and Jesse, but I just didn't feel like the relationship was there. And, and moving on from that, Abby's supporting cast of characters. I liked I really, Manny. I liked Manny, but we didn't see enough of him. Uh, yeah, I didn't like Mel. I think she was whingy. <laughs> that's the th- the, pro- the problem with Abby's supporting cast of characters is us as the players. We've just seen a bunch of them die. Yes, we've that's just had true. to go as Ellie and kill a bunch of them. We killed we them. Know... We killed them. <laughs> yes, as Ellie, and we we then swapped to this Abby's perspective halfway through the game, and she, yeah, she's bantering and she's joking with some of them, and. Um, we're like, but they're going to die in like two days time. And we're not spending much time with some of them. Like there's the, uh, when, when you start playing as Abby, she's woken up in the WLF, uh, base compound, which base, which is the football stadium. stadium. Yeah. She's going to get her breakfast. And then there's the guy there with the cap and the, Jordan, the one whose face Ellie scars. Jordan. Yeah. And she she talks to him for a little bit, and that's about all their interaction. I'm like, well, I'm I'm not. Well, actually, this guy there's, got killed. There's another guy who helped kill Joel, who was tortured to death by uh, Tommy. And Dina and Ellie find him tortured to death, and I think he's called Nick or something. I might be wrong on that. And we don't see him at all. Like the eighth, uh... the eighth guy. So there's eight guys who killed, uh, who helped kill Joel. Are, are you sure you're not talking about Dan, the one who Owen accidentally killed? No, no, so no, because um, do you remember when Ellie and Dina get to the Seravina base? They find two dead guys, and Ellie says, "This is one of the guys who killed Joel." And Tommy's done this. Am I? Am I? Am I? Bit, am I going crazy? Uh, I can't. I can't actually remember that bit. I remember there's. There's the there's the woman in the radio tower who Leah I think the ser- the seraphites actually got yeah there she was, was a there's of the arrows. the one we just mentioned who got his face cut Jordan who, yeah um, um, there's Nora Manny Abby obviously Mel Owen, Owen. who's the eighth one Henry there's there's the there's the one who they call they're, they're like Dan where his Abby... name's Danny but Abby says how much he hates Danny. Why would she bring someone she really hates along to help her kill her dad? She said that actually she's upset that she's not the one who shot him in the gut. No, um, the people who went to kill Joel, they were all former fireflies who Isaac, the leader of the wolves, my favourite character, by the way. Um, <laughs> honestly, I wish we're, we saw we're, more We're going to get on to that. <laughs> um, he, he, say, he says, um, there's no secret in the Salt Lake City crew. 
Because um, Abby and the people who killed Joel go and join the WLF together. And Danny is hated. I'm pretty certain he's not one of them. I'm pretty certain he's just another wolf. Um, I think, because in, in the character model viewer, there's a random wolf called Nick. I have no idea where he comes from, but he wears a beanie. And the guy that Eddie finds talks to death by Tommy in Seraphina Base wears a beanie. That's, in, oh, that's interesting. Because I didn't, I didn't remember. Because I remember when you're playing as Abby and you go, uh, you get to the base and they're like, oh, look at how many people have been killed recently. Oh, some, some, someone got Danny and he said that it was Owen. I was like, who's Danny? <laughs> And like, and, and again, that's that, again that presents the disconnect that I feel from Abby's friends is that ah oh, who ah oh, they got Danny and they're like oh no Danny's dead I'm like who's Danny I don't remember da- a Danny so I don't really I, care I, about Danny because I, I just replayed those scenes you're describing today to get the collectibles um, when um, when you start playing as Abby and you meet up with Manny and Mel to go off on your mission um, I think Abby says where's Owen or whatever. And um, Mel says, oh, he's off on, off on assignment with Danny. And Abby yeah. and uh, Manny are like, oh, not not Danny. Oh, oh, shit. Sucks to be him. But yeah, that again, it's, it's just, even like you said, Manny. I think if maybe if we uh, at the start of the game, if instead of you play Ellie and then you swap to Abby, if maybe if you'd started playing like you play a couple of hours as Ellie and a couple of hours as Abby, and then maybe if Joel's death came later on, so that you got to kind of build up a bit, you understand what Ellie's like, you understand what Abby's like and her friendships and everything. You build up these supporting characters' relationships with both characters, and you understand them better. Then these deaths would be more emotional. But when when I'm playing as Abby, I'm like, well, I know you're gonna die, you're gonna die, you're gonna. When like Manny died, I was like. When you're chasing after Tommy and they're trying to get after Tommy because he's taken out a bunch of the wolves, I mean, it's like, let's get this guy. I'm like, Manny's going to die. And he dies. And I'm just like, well, I knew that was going to happen. <laughs> yeah. uh, I wasn't overly sad. And that's because I don't, these support, the supporting cast of characters don't feel like I've built quite the same relationship as I did with Ellie and Joel from the first game. Also, I had no motivation playing as Abby to kill Tommy or kill Ellie. Like, I was just like, why do I, I don't want to do this? I don't. I, I don't want. I'm not on your side. I'm on their side. Yeah, I, I. I can understand that. I can understand that you're on Ellie's side because she's the character we know and love. But I can understand where Abby is coming from, because her friends have been killed. This guy, this guy Tommy, killed her friends, and then she finds out that Mel and Owen were killed, and she finds the map, and she's going to go off. I can understand where she is coming from. Yes, but because in my opinion she's not been through as much pain as Ellie, I'm still on Ellie's side. I think that's a lot of where the sort of criticism comes. People like, ah, how how dare you make us play as the person who killed Joel? We hate Abby and everything. And (laughs) how why are you trying to make us sympathise with her? And I'm kind of in two minds at this, where I I can understand like that we're more attached to Ellie. But I can see how in the story that they have tried to show what Abby has been through and you can see her motivation for doing it. I'm more attached to Ellie because I spent longer with her and I understand her a bit more. But I can, at the same time, through what they've shown us in the story, understand why Abby is doing this. Yes, Um, but I prefer, I, 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 I will always side with Ellie over Abby. 
not just because Abby Abby killed Joel, but because I'm on Ellie's side. I, I know Ellie better. I've got this emotional connection. So I am entirely on Ellie's side. Yeah. Again, going uh, talking back to another positive of the story. I quite liked how we got to see um, like how different groups have reacted to the infection and the um, how how different groups of survivors are acting. So you've got the WLF, who are kind of like the Fireflies. They're kind of like a paramilitary group. Yeah, they're, got... they're very. I heard them described as a militia. They're, yeah, they're kind of um, they're a militia. Yeah, and they've done really well in adapting that stadium in, into a um, city, basically. Um, but I, I was really impressed by the Seraphites, the Scars, how they refuse to use any modern technology and yet have built a new whole new city from scratch. They, and they kind of looked like a Viking village or something. All these wooden yeah, huts and everything. Yeah, yeah. Um, and also they built secret pathways through the ruined city to get around the wolf patrols. If they weren't such a death cult, if they weren't so crazy, they would actually be um, probably much more effective. Yeah. I mean, if they had an extra 20 years before they fought the wolves, before the wolves turned up, how, how, how much would they have achieved in that time? And then you've got um, a couple of another interesting story bits was when you're playing as Abby and you go down into the basement of the hospital and you see what oh was happening on, on uh, oh, what, what is it? What's it called in game? Is it uh, ground, ground zero? Ground zero the in- infection day. And you're seeing what is happening. What actually happened? Because in the first game, you don't really see you don't. It what skips it was a lot like. Um, but yeah. Well, I, I, on the subject of the story, I thought the um, part in California. What, what what was the place in California called? Uh, was it, it? It wasn't Santa Fe, was it? No, it was wasn't it Santa, Santa Fe? Fe. It was. Um, it wasn't. It was. Uh, San something. Sa- Santa Barbara. Santa Barbara. That's it. Um, I thought that was handled really badly. Like when I when I first saw it say Seattle Seattle Day One, I was thinking, oh, we're going to spend a few days in Seattle, and we're going to go somewhere else for a few days. So when we went to Santa Barbara, I'm like, okay, great. It's going to be hours and hours more of more gameplay. And an hour later, I finished the game. I was like, why would you spend such a large amount of time in Seattle and only a tiny amount in California? Well, that's because that's, that's, that's where the wolves and the scars were based. That's the main portion of the game. Yeah, but what's the point of inventing, of rendering this whole other area in this whole other climate with this whole other enemy group if you're barely going to see them? That I, I think I, I actually quite enjoyed that bit. I did, but I would have liked another ten hours of that <laughs> rather than one. <laughs> that would have made it quite a long game because I think it took me about twenty-five hours to. Finish. Oh, I think it took me about. I think it took me about twenty-seven. Funnily enough, this is one of the problems people have had with it. They're like, it's too long a game. It's, it's what? too long. I agree. There are a couple of like small parts, like we said, like the Christmas scene, which I think could have been reduced i have to admit um some when but, whenever someone says i need to go to the aquarium like whenever abby says i need to get to the aquarium to see owen it's then such a long amount of time to takes to get to that aquarium so much shit happens you have to go such a long way but like halfway through, there you fall through loads of different buildings, buildings. yeah to, i'm just like i just want to know what's happening in the confrontation between abby and ellie i'm in a flashback i don't care about this just get me through <laughs> it's too long um but then what what i meant was the the whole santa barbara thing was too quick it was too rust 
I mean, if you think about it, I think actually weeks or months have actually have passed here because like Abby gets captured, then when you see her again, she's really malnourished and has lost her hair. Um, I'm gonna say it's been a few months, don't I? Yeah, absolutely, and it's just completely skipped. I think the ending was rust. I think the ending was rust. That's the thing. I there were. That's the thing. There was a bit where the game could have ended, which was on the farm. When you're Ellie, this is after all the events that have happened in Seattle. When Ellie and Dina yeah, are living I, on the I outskirts of Jackson with J, uh, with uh, Jesse's kid, uh, JJ. JJ. Yeah, JJ. JJ. I thought that was the end, and I was like, actually, yeah. I'm really happy for Ellie that she's got this now. And then she go, and then then she has what is it PTSD or something, as he wants to yeah. go off and hunt Abby. I'm like, oh okay, fair enough. I'm on board. And I thought I thought it would be another ten hours or so of gameplay in Santa Barbara. Um, I what I thought was going to happen. I think that I think that would have been stretching it out too long. No, I, I would have been happy. I'd have been more than happy for another ten hours of that game. Definitely what, to, been... to have done another five hours as not as Abby and then no no more Abby <laughs> no more Abby. What I thought was going to happen, okay. When Abby was captured by the Rattlers, I thought Ellie would show up a few months later, and by that point, Abby would have become the leader of the Rattlers. And I thought mm-hmm. Abby would have slowly have become a um, yeah, worse person. She was person. taken as a slave, basically. She was taken as a slave, but she could have worked her way up the ranks and become the leader because she I does have. I... Well, you don't think you can really work I... your way up the ranks of slaves. <laughs> I didn't realize they were taking her as a slave to begin with. We didn't know about that <laughs> until later. I thought by the time Ellie would get there, Abby would be in control of this group. And then Abby and Ma- uh, sorry, Ellie and maybe Lev could team up because Lev is like, oh, Abby's gone back evil now. Could team up and work there and take apart Abby's group and eventually have this showdown with Abby. And then maybe Ellie can choose to either spare Abby, help Abby become a better person, and thereby redeem Joel of his past mistakes by giving Abby another chance at life. Or could kill Abby and get justice for Joel. Instead, yeah, I, we've got this very, very quick, like two or three encounters with the Rattlers, and that's it. I did, I did enjoy those. I'm, I'm going to save talking about the very last sort of fight to get to one of my other points in a little bit, just to circle back a bit to some positives and negatives. I think something you you mentioned earlier was the Ellie boss fight, where you're playing yeah. as Abby, you get to the theatre, and then. Ellie is the boss you have to fight. I think that's very clever and very yes, original. I actually quite enjoyed that. It's because you felt so conflicted. Where yeah, I, I don't, I don't want to have to kill. I don't, Abby. I don't want. I don't, Sorry, want, to I don't win. want to have to kill Ellie. I want to kill Abby. I don't want to kill Ellie. So I think I did die a few times where I'm just like, oh, yeah, I hopefully, well. <laughs> I thought maybe this is one of those things where when you die, you're actually what you're meant to do. Maybe there's no chance of you winning, and maybe. Ellie kills you. I was hoping that I'd let myself die. I could finally put Abby yeah, down. Yeah, there's, there's a couple of times like, oh, maybe I can rush her and then she just pulls out a machete out of nowhere and I'm just dead. I'm like, what? <laughs> to be yeah, I, I, I liked what that it kind of made you feel conflict is completely like, oh man, I don't want to do this, but I'm playing as Abby and that, yeah, that was, I quite enjoyed that. But then swapping to one of, I think this is sort of on my list of positive and negatives this is one of my last uh, negatives which is i feel like some of the story bits really did not have a satisfying payoff or didn't really lead anywhere and one of those is isaac which you brought yeah, up a bit earlier i really liked his character 
actually. We I hardly thought, saw him. I know. We, we two saw him. scenes. Two scenes. There was such two a build-up. There was such a build-up. Like, you see his wanted poster when you first reach Seattle. You see his wanted poster from 10 years ago. Did you notice that? I think I saw the wanted posters. I don't think I saw the one for Isaac. Well, if you point your gun at them, you can zoom in. And you actually see Isaac... You actually see him on one of these wanted mm. posters. Before he becomes the leader of the WLF, he's just an, a, a, a political activist. And you actually see him. He, he, he's on. He's, he, he's there. This is him from 10 years ago, so he looks younger. And it, and it is. The, the picture's the same. And I was like, oh, so I put... And you, you find the notes from him from 10 or 20 years ago. And so mm. you, you put this face to, to the name. Then you find him 20 years later. And I really like that level of that detail. I'm going back to the detail we mentioned. I thought that was really clever. Yeah. And because it, you see his the notes from him and you overhear conversations with the walls and talking yeah, about him. Yeah, that's the thing. You hear them talking about him. You read these notes about him. You think, oh, I build up of this character who's going to be really interesting once we finally meet him. First time we meet him is when we're playing in Zabby. He's mm. torturing some guy and then she, he has a short conversation with her about Owen. And Next he's actually we... perfectly reasonable in his argument as well. It's like, I will give him the benefit of the doubt. All we have to do is come and explain himself. Which is more than you can expect from a torturer. But he's he's built up to be this really big leader, really important character. And then the next scene we see him is when the WLF are attacking the Seraphites on their island. He catches up to Abby and he's like, what are you doing? Why are you helping the these two Seraphites? And they get shot and, shot and killed. And I'm just like, there was so much build up to him being an interesting, important character. And there was no payoff. No, no, that that, uh, that, that was that, that very disappointing. Me. That was very disappointing. Yeah, that was that was disappointing. And it, again, an, a similar thing is with the Seraphites. Is you're reading about them, you're hearing about their prophet and how important she is to them. And then it turns out she died years ago. And I didn't even understand what she did. Like, there's a bit of conversation between Abby and Lev where Abby says, "Oh, she." bombed and killed a bunch of oh, people. Oh, oh, Henry, um, there's a artifact that you can find when you're down in the subway, when you're trapped under the subway in Seattle Day 1, which is a newspaper mm-hmm. clipping from 20 years ago, which describes what she did. Uh, you can tell me. I don't... This is the spoiler discussion. <laughs> this is a spoiler discussion. So, basically, when the outbreak originally hit, it turns out that she was some religious notjob who'd been predicting a um, apocalypse for decades. She claims that it was a uh, vision she received from God, uh, saying that um, there would be an apocalypse. So she actually hoarded, before any outbreak, hoarded enough food for her entire neighbourhood. So when the outbreak hit... Yeah, so uh, it says in the newspaper article, (laughs) after outbreak day, the military go around restoring order, and they get to her neighbourhood, and no one's infected... And even though it's been a few weeks now, everyone's fine in their homes because she's organised everyone's safety and provided food for everyone. As she's told everyone... Oh, I did. I do think I found that. I do think I found that, but I didn't make the connection at the time. Yeah, but that's I just that, thought that, it was just her. someone who'd, who'd, who'd at, early on just prepared, gone to the shops and got everything quickly. I didn't realise that No, was that her. was her. That was her because... Um, uh, well, to be fair, I found it when I went back to replay the game and, cl- and get the collectibles. So I knew instantly who she was. I think that's about the third time you said that now. Yeah, <laughs> I went yeah. back and played the game to do it, get the collectibles. I wasn't pointing out that I had to go through it twice. Again, I didn't feel like there was a much of a payoff of the learning about the Seraphites. Because they were just 
they they could have gone into like their customs and what mm-hmm. they did and everything. No, they're just a murder cult, and they kind of left it at that. And I was like, can can, can we learn a bit more about them? And what I'd again, like to like, know is why so many of them are bigger than not than average humans and take two headshots to kill. Yeah, that was. I, I was a bit like, like I shot you. Point I, I think I think that's just video game. I think that's just video, video game games. mechanics. Video you games. Got attack, you gotta have it. Yeah, just video games. On easy difficulties, even clickers die from a single headshot. But not these guys. Even riot shield armoured rattlers die from a single headshot. But not these guys. Funnily enough, um, quickly, on that point that you're saying, like, oh, there's the tanky enemies, which um, are a bit harder to kill. Dialing back to, like, very quickly to some of the interesting details of the game. I saw a gif where there's someone fighting two of the tanky enemies at the same time. They've both got, like, the big... Hammer, Sledgehammer. mallet things, and in this in this GIF, it's like a slowed down gameplay thing. And you see, um, you see the I think they're playing Abby at the time. Abby kills one of them and then catches the mallet oh. in the air and then uses it to take the other one out. I'm like, oh, that was really cool. Okay, that's pretty good. That's pretty good. Yeah, I think that's my positive and negatives on the story. On the yeah Santa Barbara thing, I. I really liked the Rattlers bit, and I liked some of the stuff they... Uh, finally, we get an automatic weapon. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, to be fair. Are you seriously saying? We go... Like, there's, there's, like the wolves have the city, they have a market, they have a farm, they have dogs, they have vehicles, they have firing ranges, but no automatic weapons in the whole of Seattle? Yeah. You you had you you had a semi. I think you could make it semi-automatic. Like if you upgraded it enough, you could make it a burst fire weapon. Mm. Uh, the gun Abby has, but finally you get a you get a silenced submachine gun. I think it is. But again, that goes back to my point. Like, why can't people just pick up the weapons that they find? Like, where are all the like machine? I, I know it made the game insanely hard if you came against an enemy who had a machine gun. But in this world, like. Where, where I the... thought America, you could you could get like an AK forty seven for less than a PS four, like, <laughs> but yet the apocalypse happens and suddenly they're all missing. Is that yeah, all they need yeah. for like gun control laws and apocalypse? Yeah, suddenly America has good gun gun control laws in the apocalypse. <laughs> <laughs> One of the cool things I liked about the Rattler compound was that they had chained up infected, and you could sneak in there and you could release yeah. them, and then they go and start attacking. The... That added a new mechanic to kind weaponized, of sneaking around and distracting weaponized the enemies, which they included in the last hour. Yeah, but this, this is my point. Ex- more gameplay with Santa Barbara, less with Abby. Um, another another cool thing I, th- I, I thought was um, where Ellie gets found by the two Rattlers um, when she's caught in that Oh trap, yeah, that's then, pretty good. But the way she kills them is pretty good. Yeah, she pushes one into the infected who's stuck in the trap. And then she gets bit as well, and he's like, oh, uh, and she's she's taking one of the guys like hostage, uh, hostage, and t- getting him to tell her where Abby is. He's like, oh, you might be able to find her before uh, the infection sets in. She looks at her hand; she's being bitten. This guy just shrugs, like doesn't care. Yeah, but that, again, that's the thing. Like uh, earlier in the game, she's her gas mask breaks uh, in front of Dina, and Dina's like, oh no, you're gonna get infected. I remember before the game out, the game came out. One of the theories was that. Um, I think in one of the trailers you see Ellie's hand shaking and people were theorising oh, the uh, the infection is mutating and she's no longer immune. Oh. But it was quite interesting to see that 
No, she she is actually she still is, immune. She is 100% immune. But I yeah. thought another theory I had uh, when we got to Santa Barbara and we learned that there is a firefly, firefly base remaining, I thought maybe Ellie would catch up with Abby and Abby would say, we have another chance to make a vaccine. Yes! Yeah, I, I thought, thought that might I thought that might happen. And then then they would go, team up, go to the firefly, firefly base together, and then there could be an emotional scene of Abby, of Ellie even saying, I forgive you now, Joel, for um, doing what you did in Salt Lake City because I've got another I chance. Yeah. That yeah, would have been good I, as well. I thought that might happen. And then there could be like a, I don't know, five-hour journey where you can like alternate playing as Ellie and Abby because they're on the same trip, yeah. fighting rattlers, and uh, get into... I mean, I mean, why are the Rattlers called Rattlers? We don't even know why they're called Rattlers. Apart from there the imp- to two. I got the impression that they might have been like a biker gang or something. And Maybe. And their name. Maybe. They, they, they had the appearance of like a American biker gang. But but, that, but that's but, it. There's there's no no indication of why they take slaves. But, but, why, but they... why, why, are the, why are the Fireflies called the Fireflies? Why are the WLF called the... Well, okay, we know why. We know why. That, that makes sense. Okay, that makes sense. The Washington Liberation Front, yeah. Wolves. But um, funny the enough, fireflies. To... I think they do say in the first game they call themselves fireflies because they want to light up the night or some shit like that. But funny enough, going back to your point that when Abby um, was trying to find the fireflies again, and that you thought Ellie might uh, agree to uh, sacrificing herself to try and get the cure, I thought when they were in the cinema after uh, Abby found. Ellie and Ellie's like I, I I'm the one you are I'm the one who was uh who's the reason you're I'm the reason why the fireflies died because he came to Joel came to protect me because I'm immune. I thought Abby might be like wait hold on a minute you're immune, and then I thought she might try and take her to the WLF to get them to develop a oh, cure. Yeah, that might work as well, but uh, that didn't happen. It's almost like the infected were le- were less than the subplots. They were almost like. Yeah, They're just like that's... there, like a, a minor obstacle. Like no one, yes, no one actually. Only Nora actually got infected in the whole game. Yeah, again, that. Funny enough, I had like a separate list I was going to get onto uh, a gameplay list, but that is one of my negatives about the gameplay is the, that um, the infected was like a they so, yeah they so were minor almost role. sub. Yeah, it was like I'd be going through combat encounters, and it'd be it'd be the WLF, and then it would be the, the scars. infected, and then it'd be the scars, and it'd be the WLF again before I get onto the next story bit. And yeah, I felt like the inf- yeah the infected kind of took a back seat in this, and that's the thing they didn't. I thought, oh, maybe they're going to introduce loads more infected, and they only introduced two. They introduced the Shamblers and. The Rat King, who was the big behemoth. That, oh, that yeah. hell out. That was creepy. That, that, yeah, um, to be fair. I, I did scream a few times. High-pitched girly screams. <laughs> but uh, yeah, go, going back to like... Oh, we'll get on to more of the my last... My sort of thoughts on the gameplay in a bit. Just to sort of... Because we're approaching sort of the end of the story discussion. I thought the fight on the beach... I thought you might have the choice there. I thought the game might give you the choice. Do you kill Abby or do you let her go well I but thought it, I thought that Ellie would kill Abby because in any think of any revenge story that you've uh, encountered it, it, they, they, they follow a pattern either the person the main character is trying to kill is an absolute arsehole and the end of the story is the main character kills the arsehole and it's really satisfying 
Example, Deadpool. <laughs> okay? Good example. No, no one minds that um, Ajax gets shot in the face at the end. Everyone's happy with that. Oh, it's Francis. really satisfying. Francis! 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 Yes, Francis! Yes, no. So that's okay. Or um, they actually try and show that the person who they're hunting isn't quite as bad. And um, they either team up or let the person go at the end. I can't think of an example off the top of my head, but that, that is that is the way it goes. And because Abby was shown, they tried to make us relate to Abby, I was thinking the obvious thing for Ellie to do would be to let her go. The obvious thing would be Ellie can't do it in the end, I would let her go. But if Ellie had actually killed Abby, that would leave you as the reader, go, uh, reader sorry, player going, is this what I actually wanted? This is actually really yeah. bitter. And that, that that's the thing. As it was happening, I was like, oh my goodness, this is happening. Like, she's kind of... Yeah, you were thinking, uh, she's actually going to do it. She's actually going to yeah. do it. And then she doesn't. And it's it, it's too tame. It's too predictable. It's like, oh, oh. It's not, it's not disappointing. It's... It's, it's kind of... Oh. Expected. It's sort yeah. of like, that's the right thing to happen. That's the right... She's doing the right thing. She's letting her go. And The Last of Us isn't supposed to be the right thing happens. <laughs> the Last of Us is supposed to be, oh my god, The Last of Us is supposed yeah. to leave you almost Again, shell-shocked. Again, this is another thing lots of people are upset about. They're like, oh, we've, we've played through this whole entire revenge game and then we didn't get the final revenge we wanted. I'm not saying and... Abby deserves to die. I'm not saying I was going the whole game going, please, Abby, for God's sake, die. I was saying it would have had a more emotional impact on me, if she had. But, oh, did you drop something? Uh, the whiskey bottle. <gasps> oh, the lid, oh, the lid, okay. For a second there, I thought you dropped the whiskey. Um, <laughs> no, you would, have, you would have heard me sobbing on the other end. <laughs> that would be a sob. But I, I guess for some people, if they would have been happy that Abby died. And I think Naughty Dog didn't want to actually promote feeling, like, promote murder, in a sense. Yeah, that, I think what they were going with i think a lot of people like oh you're just trying to give us a generic revenge is bad story and uh we're upset that you didn't let us take revenge for joel i'm not i'm not that's why they're really upset and saying the game is bad because they're oh you subverted our expectations and everything and uh, i don't uh, agree with that i don't agree with that i'm not saying that abby needed to die i'm not saying that what i'm saying is it's the it would have been a more impactful story on me if Ellie had killed her. Yeah. I think that was the bit at the end. I was like, oh, this is the, this is happening. This is happening. And then it didn't. I was like, I don't know how I feel about that. Because you've played as both characters and you can understand why Ellie is so upset because Joel is gone. But you're like, okay, as Abby may not be my favourite character, but I was I played in her shoes and I could understand some of her motivations. And yeah. It, it it's a kind of weird duality where I'm I was like I can understand both characters and yet I'm unsure how to feel overall. I wanna talk talk uh, do you have any more to say before I move on to the last kind of scene? The main impression I got in the first game, characters had to go through a lot of emotional pain. In this game, it seemed Ellie went through more physical than emotional pain. Yes, Joel dies and that's really bad. But after but that I, no, after I, that sorry. You don't I agree. Disagree because they try. They try and show Ellie's 
emotional pain like with her she sees like flashbacks to joel when he's dying and yes okay her final and her ptsd that shows she's gone through emotional pain that's one of my slight disconnects with the character of abby is that ellie has gone through this physical and emotional pain and they, kind of show a, they show a hint of that with abby where she's seeing like nightmares of when her father died mm. but then as soon as she helps lev and yara she, she seems fine oh she's she she uh, she sees a dream where her father's happy and alive and she's fine again. She doesn't she doesn't suffer the consequences of gone and having killed Jesse or having killed Scars or anyone else. Oh yeah, because she's killed she, like hundreds of them or something, hasn't she? Yeah. And she feels she shows no remorse, whereas Ellie is like an emotional wreck in a way. And mm. that's why she, she she feels that she has to go for this revenge as closure for it and then she realizes her cloak she has to let it go for that to be her closure rather than kill abby her closure comes from letting it go yeah sorry i kind of <laughs> jumped in there no no i know I, I agree with what you're saying and i can't quite remember what i was saying before <laughs> <laughs> i think it's kind of like your final point but if you can't remember if you're all right for me to kind of jump yeah onto no by all means my Go, go, go. Uh, do you have any more notes point. on your that you've written down? Um, I, I, I still have another page actually. Oh my god! Because we both been talking. It, this is a shorter page. Have you been making this, more more notes as I've been talking? No, 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 no. This is this is my final impressions of the story, and then a couple of the gameplay bits I want to talk about. But I'm going to talk about the ending of the story because this is the bit I think which stuck with me the most, and this is the bit that actually I don't know whether it's why i enjoyed the game so much but i think it's the bit that sticks with me the most and that's after ellie goes back to the farmhouse the farmhouse that she was sharing with dina and jj where she could have had a happy life and she goes back and she finds dina's moved out with jj Mm because she said i don't want you to go and do this i want you to be here with me give up on this revenge and we can move on from it and ellie goes and does this but it's the bit where she goes into the room where she'd kept some of Joel's stuff, like the guitar he gave her and one of his uh, wood uh, carvings and the painting from his house. And the only thing left is a chair and the guitar. And she sits down. Oh, quickly jumping back to a bit uh, at the <laughs> beach is that Abby bites off two of uh, yeah, Abby's, yeah. Ellie's fingers. Which oh god that made me cringe. And yes, horribly yeah, brutal. no, that is that is pretty bad. Uh, and also, it soft. meant she couldn't play the guitar properly afterwards. Yeah, yeah, that's the bit I'm getting on to. Yeah, and uh, it's sorry. Go on, then. I, I, I was just agreeing with you. Sorry. Yeah, and it it's that bit. It's where Ellie sits down with the guitar that Joel gave her, and because she's missing these two fingers, when you're playing the little mini game to play the guitar. You can. It's not played quite right because she's missing those two fingers, and it was in that moment that I realised what I think this game is about, and what I think this game is about isn't a story of revenge, but a story of loss. Because if you look back at the whole game, every single character has lost something, some more than others. But every single character has lost something, and it was just that. Uh, what I'll did elaborate Mar- a bit much more? What did Maria lose? I'll elaborate a bit. So Ellie's there playing, and she can't play the guitar properly. The guitar that Joel gave her, and as she, as she, 
Oh, sorry, I've lost my train of thought. <laughs> Maria, which one was Maria? She was the woman who runs Jackson. Jackson. Who's married to Tommy? I will go. I will go on <laughs> to that. Yeah, hang on. I have thought about that. So yeah, all these characters have lost something, and I realised in that moment as Ellie is playing the guitar, and she can't play it properly, that they've all lost something. Not not just physically lost something, but also emotionally. Like Ellie can't play the guitar. She's lost that last emotional connection to Joel. He's gone. She, Ellie loses Joel. She's lost Jesse, who was her friend. Her relationship with Dina is gone because Dina's left and taken JJ at the last happy bit of her life. Dina, she lost her relationship with Ellie. She lost the father of her child, who was Jesse. She lost her friends. Tommy. Lost his Tommy. brother. I don't, we, I don't think we actually talked enough about Tommy. And we actually barely mentioned him. But Oh, Tommy was a badass. Like He was such a good sniper. In fact... If Tommy had just said to Ellie, okay, let's team up and let's do this together, they probably no, would have Tom- won. I, I think Tommy, I don't know what happened to Tommy. Tommy was a bit stupid in this game because at the start of the game, he said, no, Ellie, don't go after them. Revenge is wrong. And then next he just did himself. Yeah. Next day he's gone and he's ch- chasing after the WLF to take them down. By later himself. On you, later on, when you meet him in Jackson, he agrees. Let's go. Let's go um, back home for Dina's sake because she's pregnant. What? And then a, a couple of months later, he's like, right, Ellie, I've tracked them down. Now you've got to go kill them. I'm like, hang on. <laughs> he, he's done a 180 and he's done a 180 again. But, like, what? but he's a really good sniper. And he does really well. And I liked how when you're Abby and you're trying to fight him when he's sniping, you're like, oh, I remember when I was playing as Ellie and I heard the WF going on and on and on, on about the sniper that's killed loads of them. And then you're now fighting that sniper. Yeah. Um, but anyway, uh, back to my point about loss. So, yeah, Tommy, he lost his brother because he lost Joel. His marriage broke down. So Maria, the the woman he was married to, basically runs Jackson. Their marriage broke down because he said, oh, we're taking some time apart. He's now crippled because of the injuries he received in Jackson. Mm-hmm. And then even, even on Abby's side, she... Lost her dad. She she lost her dad. She lost a load of her friends. You have Lev, who... Lost his sister lost his, and his mum and he, his people. He lost his sister. Yeah, his sister, his mother, his community. You've got Yara, his sister, who initially lost her arm mm. and then lost, lost her, her life. life. What did Isaac got, lose? What did Isaac lose? Yeah. He lost his life. <laughs> but he doesn't feel a sense of loss when he loses his life. He doesn't yeah. feel anything. And, yeah. And that's another thing. You've got these other characters who all lost their lives. You've got Joel. You've got uh, Owen, Manny, uh, so many others. And it was just that final moment where Ellie is playing the guitar and she can't play it properly and she loses that final connection to Joel that I realised this wasn't... Everyone thought this was a story of revenge. But for me, in that final moment, it was a story of loss and it kind of made me feel almost it made me feel emotional like i cuz i'd gone and i played these characters and i'd seen all this loss and i finally felt it i was like this i wasn't playing the story i thought i was i thought i was playing a story of revenge but no i played a story of loss and it re- it really hit me and that ah. was quite powerful and i think that's why i kind of enjoyed that 
enjoyed the game because it left me with a powerful emotional feeling. I wasn't angry or anything. I was kind of sad because well, I did being this loss. That's very deep, Henry. I didn't get this feeling of loss when I played the epilogue, but I I I got the sense when she played the guitar and then she laid it down and left, and that that was her letting Joel go for me. But did you notice yeah. when he zoomed in on the guitar that the guitar had a moth, a stylized engraving of a moth on the guitar? Yeah. That moth, had uh, she kept drawing it in her journals. Every time you found a journal entry, uh, every every couple of journal entries, she would draw this moth. And I kept, uh, although we saw the moth on the guitar at the start of the game, I forgot about it because it's just a motif on a guitar. And so I, I'd be reading the journal and going, where did this moth come from? Where did this moth come from? Why, why are these moths everywhere? Why is there a moth motif? And then we saw it on the guitar again. I'm like, oh, this whole time where you thought that she was still bitter and angry at Joel for, um, you know, doing, uh, killing everyone in Salt Lake City. Actually, no, she does love him. She accepted him as her yeah. father figure. And she has been trying to forgive him. And I think, you know, that flashback in the epilogue. Yes, I'm when glad she you goes to Joel. Up. I think that, I don't think that actually happens. I think that was her imagining what she wanted to have said to him. No. I, Do you think I, that th- happens? I think that, I think that did happen. Because it was a flashback where they spoke again. After after Joel had um, kind of had that altercation with the guy who was Seth. upset that... Seth. Yeah. By the way, for the lo- record, Seth lost lost something as well. Seth lost lost his children before he got to Jackson. You find a note written by Seth. He lost some of his his sons before he got to Jackson. So that supports oh, really? your point. Yeah. it's uh, in the When you first play as Abby, you can find a note from Seth. Um, very right, like a, almost like a journal entry where he's like, two of my sons have died. Hmm. That's, yeah, because Joel had that altercation with him because he was being rude to Ellie and Dina. He was being um, um, uh, homophobic. Yeah, and then Ellie's up. Ellie's still upset Joel because he didn't tell her about uh, what the Fireflies were planning. And then they have this conversation where they don't fully make up, but they but they, they they're, but they're prepared to. They're prepared yeah, to. they kind they kind of make that sil- silent agreement that they're going to try and reconcile with each other. And that's just before Joel dies. dies. But and the, so they don't properly get to reconcile. And it just makes it that almost, that just extra bit. The thing that made really. me think that she was imagining that scene. No, I don't, I don't think. Well, she, I think she wrote, was... she wrote in her journal. Um, All I've got left are the last words I said to you as if, as she wrote to, uh, I don't think that's the exact wording, but she wrote it as if she regrets her last words. And when and when she first speaks to Jesse, when you first play as her, um, and when he asks her about um, uh, Joel, she is very evasive, as if she still hasn't forgiven him yet. Yeah. I I think it's because her last words to him is "I'll see you around." Maybe, maybe. Yeah, that's my take on it. So yeah, I think onto my just last few bits. I think these were just little gameplay bits I jotted down. Uh, I think yeah, we've covered this that the. Um, the gameplay, like the combat, was good because it it felt quite brutal and tense yeah. at times. That yeah. was really good. I I liked um a couple of the s- smaller innovations, like you'd be able to jump and stuff, and you could climb objects that added a bit of extra traversal to the game. Um, and that you could go prone, and there was a bit more that helped in the sneaking. 
my one one of my problems though with the combat and i think i did slightly mention this slightly earlier is that some of the combat felt a bit long to me that you'd have to fight the wlf the the clickers the wlf the scars and then you'd get to the next story bit yes yeah i got that too when um like especially on whenever ellie was going to the aquarium or abby was going to the aquarium for the first time it felt like it took ages to get there that you went through so many encounters um it some of them did i was kind of okay i've been through three combat encounters surely i should be there for the next one uh, oh no now i've got to get through this wlf group there's one bit when you first play as abby and she's first going to go to the aquarium and manny says why don't you take this road it'll be quicker and abby says oh no i'll get picked up by a patrol i'm thinking but you haven't actually run away yet <laughs> you um it, you'd be fine no one's gonna stop you yet <laughs> please yeah. d- don't drag this out any further yeah some sometimes that uh, drag on a bit for me another one i think going back to a couple of the scenes where we felt i think we said the hospital scene we didn't think was overly necessary sorry not the hospital scene the hospital christmas was good. scene what the hospital was good i agree uh sorry i was getting a bit ahead of myself but <laughs> we said like the, the christmas the christmas scene wasn't overly necessary no going to the hospital scene where you face off against the big horrible giant infected one of the scenes after that was where it has the one split off from it. It, it yeah, like, like the kind of uh, the stalker that kind the of splits off from. And then you're climbing through the vents later on as you're trying to get out, and then the stalker reappears, and it, and then you've got to have like another mini boss battle with it. And I was just like, oh come on, I just want to get out of this place now. It's, it's I, got I, I it, that was like a that. bit was long. Like, it was yeah, a bit that long. kind of dragged. I I just I. I died like maybe five, six, seven times to the big Okay, I didn't die that many times. Eventually it got to the point where I'd run to one end of the encounter area, shoot it as it approached, when it got close, run all the way to the other end, and then shoot it as it got close. And it it, it just became routine. And it it wasn't, and when I did that, it wasn't, after that, it wasn't very challenging. It was just a bit monotonous, really. Because the big monster wasn't smart enough. And then when the stalker attacked, it was a bit of a bullet sponge. But I just, it just ran at me again, and I was like, "I'll just shoot it until it dies," and that worked. It's like that. I I just finished that big combat encounter. It's kind of like with the earlier stuff. I said like, oh, going through so many. I'm just like, I can't come on. I'm kind of ready for the next bit now. And I was kind of ready just to get out of that area and progress with the story. And like, oh no, nope, it's there, and you got to have another mini boss battle. I was like, oh no, oh, I didn't really feel that was necessary. Another. This is kind of like a middling point. It's neither positive nor negative for me, but I think. Like you mentioned with the AI earlier, where the, where the enemies they'll like mention each other's name and stuff. I quite liked that, and I liked how sometimes they were quite difficult to fight. Like I was I was shooting at like two of them, and then another one would have flanked around me and shot me. And I'm like, oh, I didn't see you there. That was quite good. Yeah. But then there were there were time a couple of times where I found they were really predictable. Like in one instance, uh, I I'd take out one of them, and then the enemy would another of the enemy would run into the exact same room to the exact same window where I just killed one. I'd shoot them. And that happened like three or four times. Yeah. By the time, by the time the fifth enemy runs in there, I think there should be four bodies on that floor. (laughs) Isn't that an indication to you that you shouldn't be standing in that room? So there were a couple of times I found that enemies were a bit easy to exploit and kind of take out. Um, I I, I thought the, um, when you fight the infected, I thought there was a bit that was a little bit broken 
actually. Because um, mm. if an affected is about to hit you, you press L1 to dodge, right? Mm. And the way you dodge is you jump backwards. I'm glad they added that mechanic. I, I agree. I didn't, I didn't utilise it as much as I could because I kind of forgot about it at one point. For quite early but on. if you already, if you're up, if your back's to a wall or to a, an obstacle, basically, which I often made sure I my back was to a wall, so none of them could sneak around behind me, like you said they do. So I made sure my back was to a wall, and I was shooting them as they approached. But if they got if they approached me anyway, if I pressed L one rather than the out the AI thinking, oh okay, dodge to the left or dodge to the right, it was still trying to dodge backwards, which meant I couldn't jump back. Now, I don't know whether mm. I was supposed to move the analog stick to the left to make me dodge left. Um, maybe, maybe that would have worked. Maybe it's, I'm just a bad gamer. But maybe you shouldn't have got cornered. That's maybe maybe I shouldn't have got cornered. But if the game says, press L1 to dodge, and you press L1 and you don't dodge, <laughs> you can't blame me too much. <laughs> mm. uh, yeah, I think... Uh... This is, this is interesting. Like the, again with the gameplay, just to kind of wrap, begin to wrap up here. But there were a couple of mechanics I found which I had no clue of when I was playing the game. I only found them out about out about them after I'd finished the game. And one of them was that you can actually do a jump attack, where as like as Ellie, you'll run oh. and jump off like a balcony, and you can use your knife and like jump down and take someone out. And I I didn't know you could I, do that. I, I've seen the animation. And it is quite realistic because, like, she'll run, she'll jump, she'll kind of land and fall on someone with a knife. It's not like smooth, like an Assassin's Creed kind of jump, and you take them out. She like falls on the ground with the knife sticking out them, and then she kind of quickly grabs it out them. Um, and then another one is, um, you know, like if you grab enemies and you can use them as like a human shield. Could you hold um, them hostage if you, if you have a human enemy or like one of the uh, lower class infected? You can actually you can grab them, use them as a human shield, and if there are other clickers around, you can kind of throw them towards them, and they'll be like a a distraction for the clickers, and the clickers will start attacking them, and then you can take the clickers out. Oh, these were mechanics I had no clue were in the game until yeah. I saw like short videos afterwards that they were in the game, and I, I thought that was quite cool. But yeah, I, I finally uh, <laughs> finally finished all my notes. Uh, <laughs> so, I think... Final verdict then, Henry. What's your final verdict, your overall opinion of the game? Uh, are you asking for a score or just my overall opinion? Overall opinion. Would, I... you, play it, would you play it again, basically? If I could take away your memory, not your opinion of the game, but I could take away your memory and, and say you could replay the whole thing as if from new... I think I would. I, think I would I as would. well. I would as well. Because, yeah. I mean, it was quite expensive, but I think it was money well spent. Yeah. I, uh, I, I, I did enjoy I, it. I, I did enjoy it. I'm not in the camp who hated it and said that they've ruined The Last of Us. I think it could have been I, a hell of a lot better. A hell yeah, of a I lot think, better. I think, I think there were points that I think could have been changed or shortened or slightly different. But for me, I did enjoy it. Yeah, I I did enjoy it. What what about you? I I would play it again. I would buy it again. I um I really like this franchise, and I really like Ellie. Um, and I would definitely that, that play. That is one final thing. Do you think there will be another? Oh, I want this. I, the, I with, want there to be another one. I'm worried. With the first game, they left it as they could have just stopped there. Yeah, I'm I think worried. That a lot of the negative press The Last of Us 2 has been getting 
will mean the studio abandons any idea of a third game. But I think I... Um, a third game with maybe an older Ellie training, like who's like adopted some younger person and is like their mentor, and like um, having a story where they get separated or stuff happens to them. I think that would work really well. Because I, I agree. I think the way they kind of finished it, they did again. They kind of left it open. They could leave it there. But I think they have left it open to a third game. I think, again, it will be interesting. Like you said, a lot of people are very mixed on it. There's been... Critics have loved it. A number of gamers haven't. It will be interesting what they do. If they do make another one, what they will do going forward. I think they will make another one. Whether they will do more, I think they may round it out at three. But I, I, I agree. I think maybe... Uh, it might be an older Ellie, and we will. Yeah, she'll either be mentoring someone or trying or, to or, or a prequel to the first game where you play as <gasps> Joel doing the stuff that he did before or, he met Ellie, or a Tommy spin-off game. Oh yes, to see what Tommy did. <laughs> yeah, no, I'd love that. <laughs> that would be great. But yeah, I I think there could be another one. I did enjoy the game. Um. I was talking to a friend about this actually, and they were saying, "Oh, are you gonna?" Because I was saying, "I think they're close to finish it." I said, "Oh, dude, let me know what your uh, opinions of it are once you finish it." Said, oh, are you gonna plat it? And at first, I was like, "Oh, I don't, I can't, I don't want to plat it because it, I hate playing games where it forces you to play on ultra difficult, ultra hard difficulty to plat it." And he said, "Oh, no, no, no that isn't in there." And yeah, I went no, back it's and looked. Not. It's not. And it's just. It's just collectibles and stuff, and so yeah. I'm like, I, I'm trying do, to, I, do, do I make it my fourth plat? I'm trying I to do. plat it at the moment. Uh, tomorrow, I'll pretty much have all the collectibles by the end of tomorrow. Um, and after that, it'll just really be uh, fully upgrading the character. But you have to re- you have to start, you can only upgrade the character if you start New Game Plus. There are not enough supplements and upgrades in the base game to get that achievement. Uh, yeah, trophy, you to, sorry. You have to basically you ha- start. You have, to, you have to play New Game Plus to get that trophy. And um, I think one um, guide, one walkthrough I read said that you have to play at least half the game again before you get all enough supplements and uh, parts to get that last trophy. Um, so yeah. that's another 15 hours <laughs> of playing. Yeah. At least. <laughs> yep. Yeah. yeah, it's like, oh my god. But yeah. To sum up, I did enjoy the game. I it is it a perfect game? It's not a perfect game. N- no, I do have some gripes with it. Some did I think it was too like... PC? No, I didn't. Uh, I I didn't even notice actually the gender commentary. Anyway, I think we will wrap up there. I think we've covered all the points we wanted to, didn't we? Yeah, pretty At least much. I have. I covered all yeah. my general points that I made up on the spot. Yeah. Oh, I'm glad we had this discussion. It was interesting to see what you thought and you. You, you had some different thoughts and opinions to me, but it was interesting to hear them and debate them. But yeah. Anyway, Tom, thank you very much for joining me. Thank you for joining me as well, Henry. And thank you for suggesting Tom and Mordew. Yeah. Thank you, everyone, for listening. And we'll see you guys next time. Bye for now. Bye. <laughs>